he loves this so much. He does. It's Who so wonderful. Love to play Hiccup. Hiccup is a fantastic character. Uh, I would spend ten years playing Hiccup. It would be a worse movie, and Hiccup <laughs> would be a worse character. But I would love it. Hey everybody, welcome to Dragon Academy Dropouts, your weekly dive into the DreamWorks Dragons universe. We are back with part two of our New York Comic Con. Is it safe to call it a series if there's two parts? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Sure. Would one call it a series? We can always do a part three. Ooh. Yeah, let's just... I don't know what we talk about, but... Let's just pull a Shane Dawson and just do a full eight-part series. About Comic Con. Yeah. 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 With like super dramatic music and stuff. It would be I can do that. I've got that. I know you do. Yeah. You do a good job with that. Thank you. So Max and I are here to talk about the stuff that you guys wanted from last week, the clips and interviews that we got to do on the press line at Comic-Con. We're going to break down all that stuff and give you guys a chance to hear what Dean and Jay and Brad had to say and get some behind the scenes scoop before that stuff even comes out on Berg's Grapevine. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Before it comes out on Berg's Grapevine, you say. <laughs> is it already up? <laughs> it's not up yet, but it might. Oh, I don't know when this is coming out, but it might be up. You should check okay. it out. If my life doesn't fall apart in the next two days, it, it'll be fairly soon. When you guys are listening to this, this will all be irrelevant. <laughs> will the podcast come out first or will the article come out first? Find out soon. I don't know. You've been Maybe. working pretty hard this weekend. Yeah. It might be the article. It might be the article. Who knows? Be. Before we dive into the clips, you guys have put in some really great submissions for our collection of names for Richard Hamilton's dragons from Dragonvine. The article went up the other day. And right off the bat, there were some good ones. But, you know, people have really put a lot of thought into this. I was really, you know, pleasantly surprised. I was expecting a bunch of silky McSilk faces. But, like, you guys have, like, backstories to your names and references. And I'm like, ooh, I don't know if I could get that deep. So it's been really cool to see what you guys have come up with. Keep yeah, sending I, those in. I know I couldn't get that deep. I, I was thinking we should take the dragon names and the human names and flip them so that the two dragons are named like John and Rebecca. That would be great. <laughs> that would be great. But there have been a few, one or two names submitted that I think are even better than John and Rebecca. It's hard to imagine, but it's true. There are some. Mm -hmm. But it's not up to me. It's up to Richard Hamilton. So, oh, shoot. <laughs> What was I just that? Over a sandwich box. Okay, mm. <laughs> that was Richard Hamilton busting through my wall like the Kool Aid Man. Like, did somebody say my name? <laughs> okay, gotta bring it back together. Keep sending those in. You can go to Briggs Grapevine or DragonAcademyDropouts.com to find the link to submit that stuff. Keep sending in all those great ideas you guys obviously have. The last day is October nineteenth. So you still have a couple days to get those in, and we look forward to hearing about your amazing ideas. So we've been keeping track of them so far, and there's some good ones. Shall we pivot gracefully to the main discussion of the day? Oh yeah, let's do it. Let's 
pivot gracefully. Like we always do. Like we always do. <laughs> We're all about grace here at Dragon Academy Dropouts and pivoting. Changing the subject with ease. <laughs> so Alrighty. there are two things that we need to talk about here. First of all, I have a couple clips from the panel itself, sound clips, that will set the stage for the interviews that we did after. So let's go through those first. And if you haven't seen the panel, if you weren't there for the live stream, uh, this will be a good refresher for you. This or, is like a fully immersive experience into yeah, New York Comic Con. It is. It's almost like you were there. Wow. Amazing. And then we take you backstage after we show you the panel cliffs and you can hear what Jay and Brad and uh, Dean. And that guy, Dean. That guy, Dean. <laughs> that guy, Dean. <laughs> you may have heard of him. You may have heard of him. Maybe. We're not on a first name basis, but... We do call him by the first name for some reason. Why do it's, we do that? I don't know. I don't know. Why are we this comfortable? We don't deserve this. I mean, he did know who, who we were, so, you he know. Barely. Barely. He knew who you were. Barely. Anyway, first, we take you onto the stage, and then we take you backstage. Here we go. Are you ready? Are you ready for um, this? One thing before we start. All this stuff can be found on YouTube. Max just kind of went above and beyond to collect the parts that he felt were most relevant and kind of most important. So Don't tell them that. Let's give a nice, big, fair use overview of the Comic-Con panel. What do you say? All right. Legal disclaimer. All of this is fair use because it's all commentary. And by commentary, <laughs> I mean, at the end of each clip, we're going to say, that's wrong. And then we're good here, right? <clears throat> okay, that's how, practice. That's how it works, right? Dean's opinion on the Light Fury is wrong. Good. I think okay. that'll Sound get good? us out of trouble. Do I need more like diaphragm in that? Oh, yeah. It's all about the diaphragm. When they take us to court, they'll be like, was there diaphragm? And we'll be like, yeah. Yeah, there was. Perfect. All right. Let's do this. <clears throat> all right. Here are a couple clips uh, from the panel to start um, and this is before we did any of our interviews with Dean, Brad, uh, Chris Tafaria, and Jay. So it's, it's just a little context. And to start, here's something that Dina said multiple times, both at TIFF and at New York Comic Con and maybe at Annecy. Um, and that is, he cares a lot about, and maybe in some ways, fears the wrath of the fans. We've come to know that the fans of this, of this uh, trilogy are very vocal and passionate and fervent. And, uh, and, and we love you all. We love that, you're, uh, that you support what we do, and we love that you kind of course correct us when we <laughs> go astray and you let us know what you think. Um, it's amazing. It's amazing to be part of a fandom that is so vibrant. And <clears throat> Ready? Okay. Dean's opinion on the fandom is wrong. Nice. Did I nail That's it? That's good. I think you nailed okay. it. I think you awesome. nailed it. Yeah. Well, he certainly keeps track of what we're doing. Which is both cool and terrifying at the same time. And he should fear us because I fear the fans too. <laughs> like, fans are terrifying. I kind of feel bad that he knows some of the crap that goes on around here sometimes. Because, you know, we've seen the Light Fury discourse. <laughs> and yeah, I bet he's seen true. it too. I bet he has. I bet he, I bet he has seen that. And he's like, what are these, these people are so weird complaining about this lovely dragon because it's a lovely dragon. 
Imagine spending years on a project and you pour your heart and your soul and you skip time with your family and your dogs to go work on this beautiful film. And then you release something and you're so excited. And there's a bunch of people online like, why is she white? To be Can fair, you imagine? we almost asked him that. <laughs> I was this close. I yeah, this but close. we would have asked him for the meme though. That's true. It was for the meme of it all. Just for the meme. Some people are serious. That's terrifying. I understand why she's white. I get it. But it's funny. <laughs> so during TIFF, Jay was a special guest, which means he didn't come out until the end. But at New York Comic Con, Jay was not a special guest. He was a normal, boring guest who was Just there from regular. the very beginning. Regular so old normal person guest. So uh, we got to hear a lot more about him and about his weird long-term relationship with Hiccup. But, but at this point, it's, it's weird. It's, it's like we, we've been at this uh, for, yeah, it feels like over 10 years. And I, you know, it's three movies and uh, like seven or eight seasons of the TV show that I do the voice on as well. And so it's, yeah, thank you. That's the only reason I mentioned that, was to elicit that reaction. No, um, no, thank you. Uh, yeah, it's weird. It's I've never played a character as much as I've played him. I've never spent as much time playing one single person as, as Hiccup. So um, sometimes it's hard to see uh, where I stop and, uh, and he begins. Jay's opinion on Hiccup is wrong. <laughs> yes, he doesn't know Hiccup as well as anyone else. We know Hiccup better than Jay. Our opinions on Hiccup are way more valid than his. Okay. The, this will the, be the last time that I do the, that joke. Are the lawyers gone now? Are the lawyers gone? I think they they're gone. They probably haven't even listened past All the right. first 30 they're seconds They're probably like, I can't handle this. I can't handle this anymore. I'm gone. I don't care. I don't care about the money. It's not worth it. Not worth it. But yeah. Okay. Um, but like, he loves this so much. He does. It's Who so wonderful. love to play Hiccup? Hiccup is a fantastic character. Uh, I would spend 10 years playing Hiccup. It would be a worse movie, and Hiccup <laughs> would be a worse character, but I would love it. Well, like, it's all a combination of, you know, the complex script and then the great performance of the actor. He wouldn't be who he is to us without the contributions of the people on the stage. So, thank you. I know you're not listening, but thank you. Maybe he is. Who knows? No, don't say that. that you never know when Jay might be listening. <laughs> and Jay, if you are listening, your people should contact our people. And by that, I mean email us. <laughs> yeah, okay. So I have more from Jay later on. But first, we should talk about someone who was a special guest during this panel, F. Murray Yay. Abraham. Yeah. So He's so cool. He was cool. He, was, he, he came out proud New Yorker now, I guess. I think he lives in New York. Uh, he came out with his Yankees jacket and was very positive and also very weird and dramatic about uh, how he described his time working on The Hidden World. It's a funny thing to be here with you now because um, whatever I say, you will think that I have been asked to say nice things. <laughs> no one likes to, you know, believe these things that we say in public. But the fact is, I wouldn't be here if I didn't want to be here. And I had a wonderful time with these people. Really, really wonderful. True. And I'm very glad to be here. He was very glad to be there, is what I took away from this. 
Okay, but like, is that the voice of any other profession besides an actor? No, it, like, it just can't be. That's an actor's voice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, if anyone else has that voice, they're like, nah, you can't, you can't, you can't work at McDonald's with that voice. You have to, you have to be an actor. You can't serve Jay fries. <laughs> Which we'll get to. We'll get to that part. We'll get to that later. We'll get to that part. But he has that power over you, right? Whatever you're thinking, whatever you're doing, you stop and you're like, F. Murray Abraham is talking right now. And when we say that he was weird, that's like a total compliment. We don't mean that as like, oh, he was weird. We mean that as like, oh, he's cool. And, you know, he's got a lot of personality and just like interesting I, I never Not mean bad, weird. weird as a negative thing. Weird always is a positive thing, mostly. Yeah. For us, it's always a positive thing, I think. For us. I mean, Square when we're pets. talking about us, it might be a negative thing. <laughs> but for other people, it's a positive thing. Yeah. He was so cool interacting with the crowd. And like, he was super hyped. He was the life of the party. Yeah. And uh, like we said last episode, he stood up to watch the clips, unlike everyone else who... You know, maybe they saw them before, maybe they knew what was happening, but he was like, well, I guess everyone did see a lot of the clips before at TIFF, but maybe this is the first time he ever saw them, so he stood up and he watched, uh, which is what I would do too, because I've never seen them, and I mean, I saw them once before, and they were amazing, and I would love to see them again uh, like, for a third time. Who in their right mind would sit with their back to an exclusive Dragon's Clip? Who would do that? Apparently, Dean. <laughs> but, you know, well, he's he probably has an stared at it for hundreds yeah. of hours. He's probably like, I can't, I can't handle this right now. <laughs> I just can't do it. He's probably picking out every animation detail that still needs to be finished. Yeah. And that would drive me crazy. It's it's like listening back to like our podcast and we're like, oh, I remember that part. Oh, oh that part. That yeah, part. like, oh, why did I talk over Max at that one specific spot? That ruins everything. Why, why did I talk over Jay at that one specific <laughs> spot? That ruins our interview. But we'll get to that later. <laughs> we'll get to that later. All right. So, um, you know, we we didn't actually get to talk with F. Mary Abraham at the end of the panel during the press event. Um, but we did learn a little bit about what it was like for him working on the film. And... Um, a comparison between F. Mary Abraham and Jay in how they work and what their characters are like. So, so Dean told us this uh, about what it was like working with both of them during the panel. It's an amazing experience working with these two men. They have uh, two very different styles, but they're both self-directing. So I, I almost, you know, I don't need to be in the room really. Uh, Jay, he knows the character so well that he can go through the script pages that I write and correct everything to sound a little bit more like Hiccup. And b before I even get up, Jay, could you try that? Just, I got it. <laughs> Every time, it's like, I got it, and he'll nail it. Um, and Murray, who helped invent this character for this film, has brought so, many, so, so much power and so many ideas to it. And he's amazing to work. It's like a master class in acting every time we're together. He will, uh, he will go over and over and over the line and over the pages until he gets closer. And after a while, I, I'll do the first pass reading with him, and then he'll stop me, and he'll go over the lines, and he'll say, we're getting closer, we're getting, nope, that wasn't it. I'm backing off, we're going, we're going, we're going again, please, again, please, again, please, again, please. And then he'll land on it, and he'll say, that's the one. <laughs> so we don't even have to go through the 50 takes, because he's already identified. And, and then at the end, let's get it 
right. <laughs> That's right. It's, it's really amazing. These guys are, are so dedicated to the characters. They bring so much authenticity and truth to them. And it's a, it's a real joy to work with both of them. Likewise. I really wish we'd gotten the chance to talk to him at the press line because I really wanted to ask him which parts of the character he brought to the table and which parts like were from Dean's original like structure of the character because um, we don't really know too much about Grimmel at this point. We know yeah, bits and pieces, but you know it's always interesting to find out more about like what the actors kind of come up with as they're presenting the characters. Yeah, it would have been fun to talk with him. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know if we could have. He would just show up in front of us and we'd be like, uh, hey. <laughs> exactly. That would have been <laughs> Because me. that's just what it's like when you're in front of him, I'm sure. I mean, he's an Oscar winning actor. Like how many, how often do you run into an Oscar winning actor? Um, I don't know. so I much experience. I haven't really had a, like a running tally of that, but my guess is zero times. <laughs> Same. Okay. So here's our final clip from the panel before we move on backstage to the interviews. And uh, this is what Dean said we should take away from the film. And he talks a little bit about um, his experiences as a fan as well, which I think he elaborates on a little bit when we talk with him, too. You know, I, I grew up a Star Wars kid. That initial... <laughs> Heard of it, yes. That, that initial trilogy... Uh, caused me to sort of act out my own epic adventures in my backyard with my action figures and I wrote my own stories and drew and uh, never thought that I would find my way you know in, into this position but what I think is kind of amazing is we've had an opportunity a very very rare opportunity to craft a trilogy to tell three installments three acts of one story and uh, to do each with a level of quality and integrity that they stand on their own as well as being part of um, um, one larger story. So if we do our job well and this movie turns out to be as good as we hope it will be, it, it's, it's kind of a, a rare contribution actually to put a, another trilogy out there that kind of stands alongside with the, the, you know, the Toy Stories and the Lord of the Rings and those sorts of those movies that didn't ever let you down with any of the installments. And so uh, that's what we hope. Uh, all 300 of us working on the movie hope that we do that for you. And uh, to be able to, you know, give it a period with, with the, the original integrity that we had in place um, and not just to let it sort of carry on and on and on as uh, losing its sense of purpose. Okay, so here's a hypothetical question for Dean. Yeah. Dean, if you're, if you're out there. Somewhere. If you're out there, Dean, if you're listening, <laughs> Dean, your people should contact our people. <laughs> and by that, I mean your dog should email us because <laughs> we want to meet. Your dog is great. <laughs> It is a good dog. Now, my question is, if Dean is inspired by Star Wars and the trilogy is kind of the ideal story arc that he has in mind, does that mean we're going to get a sequel or a prequel in about 15 years and then another set of sequels in another 15 years? And, and Dean, as a follow-up to this, are the prequels going to be almost universally recognized as pretty bad? Is that what's going to happen? <laughs> because I'm seeing a pattern here, right? Like, I don't know, a lot of it was like Star Wars-esque, right? For example, mm -hmm. there was, uh, you know, the main character has a limb that 
goes missing. That's one thing. And then I hope I'm not spoiling this for all of you, but if if you haven't, you know, too soon, too soon, you know, watch, pause this episode now. Go watch Star Wars and come back. Hiccup loses his arm. Sorry. <laughs> Luke loses his arm. Hiccup loses his leg. Hiccup meets his mother, who is almost evil, but actually isn't. Luke meets his father, who actually is evil, but then turns out not to be. So maybe Valka will turn out to be evil in the end? I don't know. We'll see. Um, also, they're all flying on things. Like, there's a lot of flying stuff going on. Uh, spacecraft or dragons. So I, I see lots of parallels here. My there's question lots of fighting. Is, yeah, yeah. A lot of fighting, too. Um I want to see who who uh, the the dragon version of Jar Jar Binks is. That's what I want to know. Ooh, there's a question. That's what we should have asked. You're right. Who's the Jar Jar Binks? Listeners, we need to hear from you. <laughs> My Star Wars knowledge is limited, so you guys tell us who do you think is the Jar Jar Binks of the How to Train Your Dragon franchise. Let us know. Yeah, I, I think I'm. I, I feel bad. I think I might have just spoiled all of Star Wars. I, mean, I haven't even seen all of it, but like you know. You've seen more than me. Anyway, we're yeah. not going to get into that right now. Anyway. Um, okay. So that was the panel in, what was that, five clips? So if you haven't seen the panel, now you have, sort of. And you can go on YouTube and find the rest of it. So Shh, there's some really them. good stuff don't that we didn't them. hit, like Jay's action sounds and people just like catcalling Amadeus from the crowd. Like, go check it out. It's good. It's good content. Okay. So then, after all of this, we went backstage, and guess who was there? Dean, and Jay, and Brad. We actually ran into them in the hallway on the way back, but we were like, oh, shit. <laughs> and then <laughs> they had to go yeah. somewhere else. It was weird. We didn't like try to talk to them or anything, and just like smiled, and they didn't know who the hell we were, so it was fine. But they would find out soon, in 10 minutes, oh, when we boy, asked. Oh, did they. The weirdest questions they've ever had. Probably. <laughs> we asked some weird stuff. Like but that was... I think we were also the most enthusiastic to we be were. there. And we definitely knew more than most people. We didn't ask the standard, are we, Are you know, is there going to be a fourth film? Uh, will it be a sad film? We uh, already know this. We already know this. No. And yes. Why would we ask those questions when we could ask... These hard-hitting questions like, what are some hiccup secrets? That's what the people want to know. Yeah, and that was that was Sarah's first question for Jay uh, at TIFF. Uh, Jay told us that hiccup was secretly Canadian. And so we were wondering, are there any other hiccup secrets we need to be aware of? And uh, Jay had some interesting things to say about the secret life of hiccup. He swears a lot in the booth uh, when we're recording. <laughs> so there's um, there's probably a whole bunch of um, yeah, really real offensive audio of me saying the f word or something. Um, in that, cut that together with the the, the Dean. Yeah, yeah, it'll be like a yeah. sort of renegade cut that'll come out where it's me swearing and Dean playing every other character. Nobody wants to see that. Um, uh, that would be that. Oh. 
and um, <laughs> to this day, including today, since the very like second or third recording session of the first movie, they always get me McDonald's, and uh, so every time I have to record, there's McDonald's waiting for me, whether I'm in LA or Toronto or Montreal or wherever, uh, and I got here today, this morning, got off a plane from Toronto, and uh, yeah, there's a bunch of McDonald's breakfast waiting for me, so, so Hicka beats a lot, of, a lot of crappy food. Well, I guess Hiccup and I have a lot in common because we both swear a lot and our diets are sh- <laughs> So, <laughs> I feel that. And who doesn't want to hear the renegade cut? I, I know, I do. I do. I definitely want to hear it. And uh, question for the listeners, uh, what do you think is Hiccup's favorite McDonald's? Because we asked it last time and we were wondering and we never got to actually follow up on that. Not that we, mean, had we had other some other important, important things, things to we had say. To ask about. Oh yeah, so. yeah, we had lots of important things to say. Um, you can't spend the whole interview on McDonald's, unfortunately. That's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, tell us what you think. What What do you think is Hiccup's preferred um, McDonald's meal? Just McFlurries at nine a.m. Probably that makes <laughs> sense. His metabolism must be good. Maybe. I mean, he's very he's twig like, isn't he? A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we also asked, or well, Sarah asked, um, what, what what is your favorite part of recording Hiccup? You know, there's so many different parts of, of you know, being Hiccup, including all the grunting and, and action noises and, and everything from, from the panel that he talked about and went into detail about. Uh, but also, you know, the, the comedy and the drama of it. And, and so... We asked this instead of McDonald's. I don't know. I, I don't think it was a mistake. I think this was a good question. Here's here's what he said. What do you prefer or what do you enjoy recording him as? More the action, the comedy, the drama? The grunting. <laughs> All the effort sounds? Yeah, effort sounds would be the answer. No, no, definitely not. Um, I... It's weird. Um, I kind of usually I like doing the kind of drama stuff more than funny stuff in general. But in this character, I I, I really like if I can make him laugh. That's that's my goal. And so I, I really love getting to make the character my own, and he really gives me the freedom to do so. So I love making jokes and trying to get Dean to corpse. Yeah, and uh, for the record. Uh, he pointed to his right where Dean was on make him laugh, which makes sense. That answer kind of surprised me because how so? I don't know if it's just from the roles that stand out to me in my mind from seeing giant different movies and stuff. But I kind of think of him more as a comedian than a, you know, a dramatic actor. Maybe. I mean, no offense. He does great in both. But I feel like most of the movies I've seen him in have been comedy. So maybe I'm just kind of a little bit that's true i mean maybe he just doesn't really get a chance to do anything that's not comedy and so when he does usually it's like hey that's interesting that's new but here you know and i think actually a lot of what a lot of hiccup is not necessarily funny right but it's just yeah. sort of the delivery that makes it funny so it's like perfectly normal lines that the rest of us if we had those lines we would be like all right i'm just going to say them straightforwardly but then jay is like I'm going to make Dean die over there in the booth. And then he the says it sass. that weird way that he does. Yeah. So for all of these people, we also asked if they had a message for you, the listeners, the fans, 
and um, Jay did. So here's his message to you. Thank you. Thank you for for uh, liking our movies, and thank you for uh, liking them uh, as they are and for what they are. And you know, uh, our fans have consistently um, let us know that uh, our movies and our TV shows are for them, and and they're not. They're sort of uncommon movies about uncommon characters, and they're made with a great deal of care. Um, and it's a movie filled. Their movies filled with square pegs and uh, nobody sort of likes our movies hoping that they turn slicker or something and it feels like people like the square pegginess and maybe it's because our, a lot of our fans are square pegs themselves maybe um, and we are yeah it makes three of us here can you imagine if we'd asked him if he had a message for the fans and he was like no <laughs> yeah I'm glad yeah. he did welcome yeah mean got nothing to oh. say to those people Tell him to fuck. New, new, new that one. <laughs> no, it's okay. that that I'll seems new, reasonable. New okay, good. <laughs> Got a new, new, new that. I mean, and and I can't believe you, me, Jay Baruchel, the three of us, an exclusive group of square pegs. A great threesome, if you will. Anyway, moving on. Moving on, <laughs> gracefully transitioning as we do um to it was it was a nice person. answer it was yeah, very it was it was wonderful it was i'm nice. just kidding so next up we talked with dean who surprised us by telling us that he knew who we were sort of ish ish i mean i don't know that's a bit of an exaggeration but um at least he reads Burke's Grapevine, which is cool. The words Burke's Grapevine were not 100% foreign to him. How about that? That, that? that Okay, that is a fair characterization of what happened. Thank you. Here's the clip. You can now make up your mind for yourself. Uh, nice Hi, to nice meet you. you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've been I've been checking your site for many years. Yes. Uh, it's it's, it's kind of like the, the pulse of whether fans are happy or angry with us. <laughs> yeah. I hope uh, not angry. I hope that not comment angry. section, though, yeah. he sees the comments. Oh boy, the comments that are hurts. great. The comments are great. So if you are commenting on Burke's Grapevine, please, please keep in mind. Please keep in mind keep that you're now the, the pulse. Work. You're a pulse. <laughs> so, pulse, not angrily, please. Okay. Um, pulses can on. be strong. Yes. Pulses can be weak. You guys do what you got to do, and make Dean proud. Just don't be mean about it, right? Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Um, I asked Dean about, well, I mean, we only had a couple minutes with him. So I was like, uh, you know, I got to ask him something um, that he can answer in a couple minutes. So I was like, so what are the challenges of building in a massive dragon universe with TV series and films and graphic novels? What's that like? And he answered and it took him a while, <laughs> but he answered and it was cool. That was deliberate on our part because uh, I would get together with the showrunners of the TV show every few months and we would have dinner and they would talk about what they were doing. I'd talk about what I was doing and just to make sure that we weren't going to be stepping on one another's toes and that we were consistent about, you know, relationships and worlds explored and new dragons. We wanted it to all feel like it was part of one universe and that they didn't contradict one another. Dragon dinners with Dean. I would have a dragon dinner with Dean. That sounds cool. If you would have a dragon dinner with Dean, tell us. 
What dragon would you eat at the dragon? What dinner? dragon would you eat? Good question. I would eat Stormfly. I she shouldn't would have be even said that because that's your joke. That's no, no. I'm I good. I'm glad now. you brought that up. Uh, what dragon would you eat with Dean? I I don't know if I'm comfortable sharing that. It's very personal. What about a, what about a terrible terror? How did you know? I knew it. <sighs> I They're knew like it. Small game. Small game. They probably reproduce more quickly. It's not like eating a red death. That's going to be like one every 3,000 years. Yeah, but it lasts forever. I'm sure Burke has plenty of red death meat to go around. Oh, uh, I, I doubt it. Maybe not. I don't know. I mean, you know, maybe they're one of these groups of people who are like, you know, we killed it. And, you know, it's just going to sit there and decompose. Or we could bring it back and put it in our freezers. And then Hiccup just gets a rousing bout of PTSD flashbacks whenever he eats it. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. No, I don't know if Hiccup would eat the red death. That that seems like a bad idea. He'd be like, Why are no, we thank talking you. about this? No, thank you. <laughs> um, okay. I don't know. Just a reminder to you guys, the stuff in the background of the clips, there's like another panel going on right across the curtain from where we were. So everything that was happening in the room we were just in was like blasting behind us. Yeah, it really wasn't a very good setup, honestly. I don't know. It did what you it know. had to do. You it know. did what it had to do in the bare minimum way that Penn Station and the Madison Square Garden Complex tend to. Um, <laughs> yes, that's true. Very good analogy. Yes. Okay. What's so, next? Dean also had a message to fans, um, fans who were excitedly waiting for the upcoming film, and he surprised us slightly with what his answer was. Because I'm a fan of other franchises myself, I know what it's like to want to know more and yet kind of hate yourself afterward for digging so deep and spoiling, spoiling it for yourself. So I would say if, if you're a fan that's worried about spoilers, I mean, maybe steer clear of social media for the next couple of months because I know the nature of marketing. They, they keep wanting to put stuff out there. And there are so many surprises within the movie that I would, I would, I would personally not want to know. Um, but thank you to the fans for being so dedicated and being such a passionate fan base and it, it's really meaningful to us you know it gives us such a, a boost of support and, and encouragement and so we love all the effort you put into it and we love your love for the characters it's it, it, it gives reason to all of this i mean it's super fun to make movies and to work in animation but when you know that it's so well received and that people actually truly care about it it goes up another level it's not something i ever anticipated but it really warms my heart that, that people do connect so deeply. Thank you so much for talking with us and, and, and all the amazing stuff you've done. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate it. And thanks for Burke's great I believe that answer is what one may call slam dunking on the haters. Max, do you have a air horn sound of any kind? Let me look. If you don't, just I play have a new, new, new. fog horn. <laughs> is that close enough? Play it and see what it sounds like. <laughs> Not the same thing, but I'll take it. How about a butum ching? Sure. Okay. Mm, maybe not, but how about a new new new? I I'm gonna get you a new new new. There we go. Good enough. Well, you heard it here, folks. If you wanna avoid spoilers, you gotta take accountability for that. You gotta 
get off your accounts, personal responsibility. Yeah, and um, if you don't want to hear anything about the film, if you want it to be all fresh, just close this podcast now. <laughs> um, if you keep listening, then it's your fault. Toothless dies. Yeah, the people who probably <laughs> need that message aren't listening to this episode right now because they're probably avoiding spoilers. That's true. But, That's true. but if you didn't, I just told you Toothless dies. So uh, there Whoops. you go. Yeah. There you go. Mm. You should have listened to Dean. You should have listened to Dean. Should have mm. turned this podcast off right now. And, you missed and your chance. Gone to live. Um, Sad. No, Sad. no internet. No internet in a hut in the wilderness until February. All right. So that was Dean. It was a fun, fun time talking with him. He's a cool guy. He's so uh, cool. He's, he's, what did you say last time? Chill? He's very he's chill. He's very chill. He, he gives like, chill vibes. Very making good energy. An animated film must be very, very stressful. Um, yeah. For everyone involved. But I feel like Dean is the kind of guy where you can talk with him and not be stressed for a moment while you're talking. Or at with least him. he's faked us out to the point where we can think that. Who knows? Well done. Well done. There's so I much guess. more that I'd want to ask yeah. Dean. There is. He should come on our podcast, shouldn't he? <laughs> Just speak it into your life, Max. Yeah. I'm sure Just... that's how it works. That's how it works. Apparently. Then we we need to we need to get uh, a bunch of people on here. Uh, we need to get everyone here on. We need to get F. Murray Abraham because we haven't talked with him yet and, and you know, that would be great. Uh you know, I think you know what'd be cool? John Powell would be cool. Talk about you just want how, to talk about his dogs. I just want to. I want his dog on the podcast. That's the thing, <laughs> and I. I mean, just like hold the mic up and everything, right to the snout. That though, boop the snout. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, with the mic, it, it just would be get good. That little yeah. little little woofing. That I want that. Anyway, okay. moving on gracefully, moving on. transitioning to um, the last person we talked to, uh, Brad Lewis. Um, and we were really lucky to talk with him. We didn't talk with him uh, during TIFF. Uh, he's had this crazy career, as we talked about in the last episode, uh, involving uh, producing films, uh, tons of animated films at different studios. Directing, um, and, and voice acting, uh, local was politics. a mayor. He was a mayor. I mean, I just, I don't know how to even, how. how Two-time Emmy winner. Yes, he won. I mean, honestly, if there's anything in the world, uh, Brad has probably done it. So there's so much we could ask about pretty much every life experience. I'm sure he's done it all. Um, but we only had a couple of minutes. So we talked about The Hidden World and compared it to Ants, the first animated film he produced and one of the first ever um, computer-generated animated films. Um, and what was the difference between the two? Um, I'm sure there are many, but we asked, what is the main difference you saw um, producing Ants and producing The Hidden World, and here's what he said. Um, this will sound unusual, but I think that, that the crew believes now that they can actually do something that's going to be special, and they believe that they can finish a movie. Like, literally, when we started on Ants, you know, being like the second computer-generated movie ever, and the first one coming out of DreamWorks, 
I spent a lot of time reassuring people that it, it was yes, mm. it was going to be okay. I, I, yeah. In a given day, I'd have 20 meetings. Every 50 or 20 minutes, people came and said, we can't do this. Mm. I was like, I think we can. So let's <laughs> go next. Let's figure out what that pro. So yeah. it, was, it was a constantly, I remember toward the end, I said, I just, I'm so tired of, I don't think we can do this. And maybe the last person say, I think we can do this. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So now that basic belief, we can do it. So now the new challenge is, how do you artistically differentiate Because if you can do anything, right. congratulations. Yeah, right. And that be, be artistic, be special, be theatrical, have an edge. So that's, that's kind of our new challenge. There's some crazy stuff going on behind him in that, in that audio clip. But even so, I think what he was talking about was even crazier. He is a man who has worked through some stressful times. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm glad he and Dean are working together because I think both of them project this this personality of calm, at least what appears to be a personality of calm. Definitely. I just want, this may be a very selfish thing to want, but can he give me pep talks when I'm having like anxiety breakdowns? Because I feel like he would, you know, he'd be good at it be like you can do it and i'd be like i believe you <laughs> i believe him too it, yes. yeah yeah i here's what we can do we can record you can do it what he said from there and and put it on your phone so yeah. that you know like i can like if, if you're like i need a pep talk from brad i can call you and it can be the ringtone brad being like you could do it what do you think that's simultaneously a good idea but also psychotic yeah so we'll we'll talk about it later all right sounds good okay but yeah like that's got to be a stressful job yeah, any any true. job being like the head of something for a film like this has got to be just you know yeah stress all but the I time like, i like about him how he's done both the technical side and also actually was a producer for the film so he's like seen it all. He knows everything. Like he could, I mean, I don't know if there's one person out there who could do the entire film on his own. It might be him. I think he'd be humble enough that he would be like, no, I couldn't do everything. But yeah, but he, would he could have, probably like, do something. Yeah. The abilities to get it all together. Yeah. I mean, if there is someone and maybe there is no one, it would be this man we just talked to. Um, so he said one more thing. We asked him, just like everyone else, if he had a message for all of you, the podcast listeners, the Dragon fans, the Brooks Grapevine people, uh, and he had this to say. The fans give us as much as we give them. I mean, we're, we're without that sense of enthusiasm and emotional connection to our characters and our world, we wouldn't have we wouldn't get up the same way every day. With you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to be more inspired because I know it's important to people out there. Like. That's important to us. So when we when we feel that, that's that's the visceral piece of us. That's what we really hope for. So in a way, they represent our hope. They represent our aspiration, and and that's what we get from them. And so um, I love them for it. You guys hear that? They love you for it. Everybody, remember that the next time you're having a breakdown about the light fury in the comments section, <laughs> they care. They really care. All joking aside, like. They truly, honestly care and are such nice people. Yeah, it's true. All of them. All cool people. Mm -hmm. I would totally hang out with all of them, like, just normally. Like, they're cool. They'd be fun to talk to. They'd be fun to eat Stormfly with. <laughs> 
you know what else like really made a good impression on me? When we were on the press line and we'd kind of gotten through everything and our last thing was waiting for Brad Lewis to walk over, he walked over and the first thing he did was shake our hands, which I don't know what's customary on these press lines. Like I've never done one before and, you know, we're kind of new to this whole movie publicity circuit type thing. But like the first thing he did when he walked over was shake our hands, which, you know, maybe people don't like to do that. It's not a customary thing. People are weird about germs, whatever. But, you know, it it just made a really good impression. And it kind of it was such a nice like a nice thing to do. Like he did not have to, you know, come over and introduce himself that way. Yeah, it was nice. Um, I mean, also, we were kind of like, uh, I mean, we were the, definitely the square pegs of that press line because, oh, yeah. um, you know, we were, I mean, first of all, we were probably the youngest of all of them, right? Um, the person next to us was from Good Morning America, and then it was like, Burke's Grapevine. They were like, what is that? Yeah, what is, yeah, exactly. What is Good Morning America? <laughs> Who knows? So, yeah, we were definitely kind of the weird people in that in that group of people there. Uh, so maybe he recognized that. But, you know, either way, nice guy. Oh, yeah. This was fun to listen back to everything. Like, it's it's been a while since I've heard this, this audio. So warm fuzzies inside. It was such a good time. Yeah, fun time. Got to meet all these cool people. Got to see new dragon content. Uh, good day. Good day overall. Definitely offset the... Um, Feelings of unpleasantness of entering the Penn Station Madison Square Garden complex. Thank goodness that, you know, we had something to offset that because that would have just been tragic. Oh, yeah. That entire place is tragic. That is true. Max, looking back on kind of the whole Comic-Con experience as we wrap up this two-part series, what did you learn from all this? I learned a lot about uh, the secret life of Hiccup. I learned that I want to hear the cut of the film with Dean playing every voice and oh, yeah. Jay just dropping F-bombs. I feel Definitely. like my life would really benefit from that. That would be amazing. I hope I hope they've done that for all the other films as well because <laughs> that would be something special. Oh, yeah. I learned that there's a million other questions I want to ask Dean and I've started a little list <laughs> just in case. You know, if I ever run into him in the airport or something, I can just be like, hey, so that version of the script where Volko was more of an antagonist. Can we talk about this, please? That kind of stuff. You can't ask in two minutes on a press line. But you can, if you're sitting next to him on a plane, ask him every single question you could ever imagine. Ugh. Wouldn't it be amazing to sit next to any of these people on a plane? I would, I would. First of all, I'm really bad at recognizing faces, so I probably wouldn't know it's them. So it'd be really sad to get off and be like, was I really sitting next to Jay Baruchel the entire you time? Would. You would sit on a flight next to Chris Defaria for seven hours and not realize who it was. I would. It's you true. Really would. And then, and then at some point, maybe his name would come up, and I'll be like, "Oh, what? What? That's that would be so sad." I hope. Do you think if we were just like in the station at the same time, and I didn't tell you that I was in town, would you recognize me? Be if honest. We're Pen, if we're at Penn Station at the same time, yeah. I mean, there's so many people at Penn Station. <laughs> like it's it's hard. Like after three years of friendship, you I wouldn't, wouldn't recognize I wouldn't recognize my own parents at Penn Station. <laughs> All right. Max, thank you for putting together this beautiful collection of clips. You're welcome. It's it was very transformative in nature. Yeah, very transformative. Uh very fair. I definitely used Absolutely. Guys, we hope you enjoyed it too. Um there's gonna be an article on Barry's Grapevine with, you know, all the 
the rundown of the quotes and everything. So if you don't want to listen to the episode over and over and over, which, I mean, hey, all the power to you, you can head over there, com. check that out. And and don't forget, Dean knows about it. And, and yeah. Leave a message for Dean in the comments. Yeah. Leave a positive message for Dean. Just in case. You never know. He might not see it, but he might. So, you know, pop down there. If you want to listen to our last Comic-Con episode where we kind of gave our whole overview of our experience, you can find that on dragondropouts.com and on our SoundCloud page and our iTunes page. Everything is available there to stream and download for free. You can also follow us on Tumblr and on Twitter at Dragon Dropouts. Anything else you need to say to the people before we go, Max? We should have we should have charged for these two because we put so much work into them. We should have been like, this one is $1.99 if you want to download it. No. Yeah, you're right. No. <laughs> no. No, we're better than that. We 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 we're we way bring better it to than the that. people. Yeah, we're so much better. We should have charged five dollars. You're right. <laughs> Good call. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week on Dragon Academy Dropouts. Bye.